Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Um, I hope you're having a great day, whatever day you're listening. For me, it's a Tuesday, but that there could there's six other days it could be for you, whatever day, whatever time. Um, yeah, this is is this the fifth episode? That's crazy. That's really crazy. Um, I hope you guys all enjoyed my last episode with my mom on. And also, if you have any other people, like guests specifically, you want to hear from, DM me and let me know. Because that's definitely something I'm looking to do in the future. Um, And I just have to, you know, figure out the... What's the word? I'll say details for now. I have to figure out the details of that. But I definitely have some people in mind I want to have on and kind of talk to. So let me know. I would also really appreciate it if you rate and review the podcast that would mean a lot to me anyways without further ado um i guess i'll do a little recap of the past week for me so i had an interview for a job yesterday at the gelato place um it went really well i think i'm gonna get the job i you know i don't want to be too overconfident and have to humble myself later (laughs) if i don't but she was super nice and she seemed like she she wanted to hire me and wanted to add me to to her rotation of workers and the shop is super cute so she actually has a like trailer that she pulls it's super cute it's painted blue the inside is all done up for scooping ice cream um and so she gave me a tour of like her little trailer and she takes it to events so she's been to my school and she's been to my church twice, I think. So that's actually kind of how I like found out about this place. Because she just opened her place about a year ago, I think. And I found out about her through her using like her trailer to come to events. So she showed me inside. And it's just making me so excited. Um, she also gave me free gelato. Which was, which was really nice of her. And also a big moment for me because... There was a time when I never thought I'd eat dairy ice cream again. But here I am. <laughs> Just goes to show how times can change. Speaking of that, that was something that made me uncomfortable. Or it would have made me uncomfortable in the past because it was breaking so many food rules. Which gets me right into today's topic. Get comfortable with getting uncomfortable. This is the key to growth as a person and, like, changing your life, honestly. So, I'm going to touch on two things. First, I'm going to talk about just growth in general, getting out of your comfort zone. And then I'm going to talk about how this can apply specifically to recovery. So, you've probably heard that you aren't growing unless you aren't uncomfortable, which I think there is truth to that. Because everything comfortable is familiar usually, you know? And everything familiar is not pushing you because it's familiar. And if it's familiar, it means you've known it for some time like a person. It's so easy to go to school and talk to the same three people. They're familiar. They make you comfortable. They know you. You know them. Nothing could, quote-unquote, go wrong when you go up and say hi to them at school. Versus 
saying hi to someone random, your mind automatically thinks of all the negative or the worst case scenario. What if I say hi and they absolutely, you know, hate me? What if they don't talk back to me? What if they, you know, all sorts of what ifs. And so there is some truth to you aren't growing if you aren't uncomfortable. And this also is said about change. Change is very uncomfortable because humans love just a steady rhythm of life. It's so easy. I find myself too, to just do the same thing over and over. It's so mindless, calming, relaxing, which you do need at times, that's for sure. But you also need something to keep you moving forward as a person and changing you, pushing you towards your goals. So some examples of uncomfortable things are new situations, things you haven't experienced, meeting people, facing fears you might have. You'll notice that usually authentic people and people you want to be around are people who get uncomfortable on the regular and they challenge themselves too um, and they accept it as it comes. So I'm going to give a little analogy. Shout out to high school friend groups for this one. If you think to a very, and okay, I'm not trying to stereotype anyone or put anyone down or anything like that, just as a preface to this, but what I'm about to say, you can probably relate to a little bit. So if you think of a high school friend group or even middle school, let's use middle school because that's, um, people were not as mature then, so it makes a little more sense. Think of a middle school girl group, and this group is the ideal, right? Oh, sorry, got an email. This group is the ideal. Everyone wants to be them, but no one quite can be them, if you know what I mean. Um, Everyone is scared of them, yet in awe of them at the same time. And this group, there's maybe four, five, six of them, and it's just those people. They are the only ones who exist to themselves. If you kind of narrow in on maybe their life, they're not getting that uncomfortable. If you think about the environment they're in, doing being with the same four people every day is very comfortable. It's easy. Excluding people is easy because if you include someone, how's that going to change the dynamic? You know what I mean? So that's just a little example of like when in my experience the most authentic fun people that i have talked to and met in my life are people who are well-rounded they talk to everyone they try new things they're not afraid to get out of their comfort zone as much as it's uncomfortable and scares them they know that it's helping them in the long run so i want you to think of something that was really hard or challenging for you and you you just didn't want to do it, but you, you knew you had to. We all have those situations. For me, um, I'm going to go with I had to talk to someone and kind of confront someone about something. Usually when your intuition is pulling you towards it, 
but your mind is saying no, like this is uncomfortable, a situation like that, that's something you know you need to do, right? Think about how hard it was. Envision the fears you had going into it. Maybe the thoughts you had, maybe backing, wanting to back out of it. I hope you didn't. Um, And now think about how much good change and growth it brought you. So when I think of confronting someone face-to-face, right? That's That's the example I'm using for myself. I wanted to make excuses. I wanted to do it over text. I wanted to find any excuse to stay comfortable. But by doing that, I showed myself, okay, not only can I follow through with something, but I can be the bigger person even when it's hard. I can do things like necessary life skills, essentially. I can talk to people about things that are not comfortable and I can have uncomfortable conversations. That is something that pushed me further as a person and changed me for the better. I was about to say growed me for the better. (laughs) That does not work. Um, And as humans from a young age, we tend to just live our lives in our protected bubble. You know, our parents want to keep us safe and protect us, so they create this safe environment for you. And you live this very kind of guarded life day to day you know you grow up maybe if you're like me in a fairly small town um not microscopic but I'm definitely not living in Chicago or anything fairly small town you know I've gone to the same school since I've been here in California um yeah all sorts of things and it's kind of ingrained in us at a young age to just do things that are easy but the truth is doing things that are easy do not reap much of a reward because often the things that are hard and the most um, difficult for us are the most fulfilling so i'm going to use some athletes as an example if you think to let's use molly seidel as an example she placed bronze in the women's the recent women's Olympic marathon. So I obviously can't speak for her totally because I've never talked to her, you know, (laughs) um, face to face, but I can imagine how much she went through just to get on that podium. Not only just in that, you know, what, what was her time? Like three something, not in that like couple hour time period, but for months before that in training and months before that and years before that there were probably so many times where she had to make the decision between doing the hard fulfilling thing that's driving her towards growth and achieving her goals or the easy thing that's going to help her in the short term so essentially staying comfortable is helping you now it's helping you in the moment but what, what happens when the moment's done? What about in the future when you maybe aren't, aren't where you want to be because you didn't push yourself out of your comfort zone? And so if you're feeling stuck and like you're not getting anywhere, maybe ask yourself, 
am I actually getting out of my comfort zone more? Or am I just normalizing this easy comfort? So now, how does this apply to recovery? So oftentimes in recovery, I think it's very easy for you and the eating disorder to tell you lies. Even before recovery, I personally was a victim of, oh, you know, not yet. I can't recover yet. It's not right yet. I'm not ready. It's too hard. I can't because of this factor or that factor. And the truth in all these statements is that I wasn't willing to get uncomfortable because I developed such a easy way of life, you know? I was able to control the things I wanted and it was all comfortable. It was not foreign. It felt safe. But by continuing to stay in my comfort zone, I stayed in my eating disorder. I stayed stuck and I stayed doing the things I knew I shouldn't be doing. My Guys, my intuition told me months before I started recovery that I should recover. I used to go on runs listening about recovery podcasts and I used to think, oh, I should not be running right now. And I would have this like anxious feeling that I was running and I knew I had to recover. I knew there was something wrong. I knew I had to handle it, but it just felt too hard. And pushing past the discomfort is the first step to getting better and the first step to healing and the first step to growth. I had probably three or four stages where I would kind of commit to recovery, say. I'd say, okay, I'm going to recover. I'm going to gain weight. I'm going to get physically healthy. And, you know, I did okay for two or three days, but then things started to get uncomfortable. And you know what I did? I pulled back into my safe bubble because that's that's what I wanted to do. And that's what I'd been kind of, not raised to do, but it's what I've been doing my whole life, you know? When you're a child, if something's hard, you ask for help. I'm not saying, like, I'm not invalidating, like, don't ask for help. Obviously, ask for help when you need it, but, you know... When you're a kid, making, maybe when you're five or six, making your lunch is hard. It's not fun. You'd rather watch cartoons in the time you're making your lunch. So what do you do? You ask your mom to help you. This is just an analogy I'm thinking of because I've been making my lunch since I was seven or something like that. It's just been in my house. It's like, yeah, my mom's not eating it, so she's not packing it. That's what she told us. And But actually, I'm really thankful for that because there has not been a day where I didn't like my lunch. And she said, if you're going to complain, you pack it because I'm packing what I have time to pack. Anyways, back to, that was a side tangent, back to what we were talking about. Um, And so in recovery, it's this... Like, fear of the unknown and getting uncomfortable, it's holding you back. And I want you to think about where you're at in recovery right now, okay? Whether you started a week ago, a month ago, a year ago, wherever you are. Okay. Now, 
take a minute or two and imagine where you want to be. So for me, that's eating disorder free. I want to be an athlete. I want to be back at running again. I want to have complete food freedom. I want to be able to nourish my body with foods that make it feel good, but not deny it of other things. I want to enjoy a burger with my family when I feel like it, but I also don't want to feel pressured to eat a burger every day. I want to be able to engage in conversations with my family. I want to be able to love people. I want to have energy for life. I want to have kids. Okay, with that in mind, whatever you thought of, think back to where you are now. Now, what about today was uncomfortable? What about this week was uncomfortable? Those things are pushing you forward. If you can't think of anything, then you might not be pushing yourself towards the ideal recovery, ideal recovered persona. Oftentimes, when I find myself in a bad mental headspace in recovery, it's because I have been neglecting the fact that I need to get uncomfortable and I'm just staying in my comfort zone. It's easy to push to a certain point and then just say, okay, that's enough. I did enough. And it's easy to kind of go halfway and then just stay halfway because going all the way seems hard, right? It is hard. But the hard things are what help you grow. So every single thing I can think back of in recovery that has been uncomfortable and not fun and hard and terrible has pushed me forward to where I am today the most. If you're not willing to get uncomfortable, maybe rethink your desire to recover because essentially that's the first step. The first step to recovery is doing something that's hard. And that could look so different on everyone. For some people, that's just asking for help and getting help. For other people, you know, that's eating three meals and three snacks like your meal plan says. Here's a little story of a time that's very vivid in my memory in recovery that I feel really was a defining moment in just pushing past the outskirts of your comfort bubble. So it's a Saturday. We're going out to lunch at Panera. And this was a time when I had just kind of started to take off the plant-based label and I was starting to explore more foods, but I was still very scared and hesitant. So as a child growing up, I loved Panera for their broccoli cheddar soup and their salads with chicken on them, like their chicken Caesar salad, their strawberry poppy seed. Actually, I don't know if I ever tried that one, but I love their chicken salads. Anyways, I, at this point, every time we went to Panera in the past, would get sad because I claimed it's not something I can enjoy anymore because 
all these foods I used to love, I go in there and it's so reminiscent, but I don't actually eat them. And so we're going out to lunch with another family. It's not like I can change where we're going on a whim. And I'm looking at the menu in advance because obviously I'm anxious. Now I was like four weeks into recovery, so kind of proud of myself for what I did here. But I'm sitting on the back porch, looking at the menu, getting ready to go, and I just start crying. I start freaking out because my eating disorder was having a freak out because nothing that my eating disorder wanted me to eat that I, as Ruby, also enjoyed was on the menu. And I was tired of going to this restaurant and getting the same thing that my eating disorder enjoyed getting. But at the same time, I didn't want to stop because it felt so hard. And it felt so awful. So I started crying. And my mom looked at me and she said, Ruby, if you want to change where we're going, I will text people and we can change it. But if you're freaking out because you're scared of something then you need to, you know, pick it up, pick yourself up, get in the car, get to Panera. And you know what I did? I got in the car, I drove to Panera, I walked in with red, teary, watery eyes, I ordered something I was not comfortable with, I sat there, I ate it. And I think that was my first tuna sandwich in recovery. Actually, I don't know if it was, but it was definitely something I was not comfortable with at all. Imagine if I had not done that. Imagine if I had said, okay, no, I can't do this. I'm not ready. When are you ready? When are you ready to get out of your comfort zone? There's never a time when you're ready. There's never a right time. Yet somehow people are expecting to get better by doing the same thing every day. They're expecting to get out of this stuck place they're in, but it'll just happen, right? It's not just going to happen. Everything you see recovered people doing and everything you saw them, all the fears you saw them face, they faced as themselves, as uncomfortable and awful as it was. So I encourage you, whether you're in recovery or not, to just do things that scare you a little more often. This doesn't necessarily mean diving full force into a fear that, you know, if you're afraid of heights, I'm not saying to go skydiving. But growth happens on the outskirts of our comfort zone. Imagine a bubble and imagine the outer rim. That is where growth starts to happen. I'm not saying you have to be 10 feet outside of the bubble. Just on the outskirts is where things start to happen. And just tiny steps every day. That will help you grow as a person and heal, essentially. Anyways, I hope that made sense. This is just something I kind of pondered at the beginning of my recovery a lot. And tried to remind myself at the beginning of my recovery. And I hope this helped someone in some way. Um, sorry today's a shorter episode, but I'm trying to record a couple in advance because I'm going to be gone for a couple of the weeks and I still want to get episodes out to you guys, um, because I want to be consistent and 
I think you guys are enjoying them. I enjoy recording them. Um, anyways, I hope you all have a great day. Wait, I need to do my thing that made me feel sunny this week. Um, hmm. Honestly, pushing my eating disorder a little bit. Getting out of my comfort zone. Eating that gelato that she offered me at 4 p.m. on a random Monday just because I wanted to. And that made me feel so happy. Just knowing that I was in control and I was getting uncomfortable in order to grow. Anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. As always, I'm always open. Uh, what am I saying? <laughs> My DMs are always open on Instagram if you want to talk to me about anything. Um, if you guys also have episode topic requests, DM me. Guest requests, DM me. And I hope you guys all have a happy day. See you guys next time.